0: Don't chill with gilbert arenas we're back with another heat check gives a lot of stuff going on in the nba but it's march madness so you know we got to hit that college first
1: arizona
0: y'all got us in that patch of turning yeah beat a significantly undermanned ucla squad i just want to point that out oh, so congrats congrats congr- so congr- on that <laughs> thank you that uh we both two c's it is what it is we'll go longer than y'all but it's all gravy wow but let's talk about you and your time at Arizona. Uh-huh. So Amazing. You are two seasons at Arizona, mm-hmm. made the tournament two years. First year, you were number one seed your freshman year, right? Y'all ended up going to Salt Lake City, lost to Wisconsin. Yeah. What
1: were I don't think we were number one seed. I think I might have been. I thought been. it was eight. Like eight, nine? Uh, shit, I don't know. It's a long time ago i know we i think got they you. were eight
0: and they, they got you i think we they, they ran us they ran us tired yeah that musty salt lake city air though probably, <laughs> probably contributed to it but you, your second your sophomore year you guys got all the way to the championship game made a great run had that, mm-hmm. that great squad ended up seeing jay will and them in you the championship and the refs we've seen the refs okay your favorite coach coach k <laughs> uh, in that game but i want to ask you first what's your favorite march madness memory To be honest, it's, it's, I'm just, it's a blur. Really? It it is.
1: Um, The reason it is because when you're trying to get to a goal, which we were, um, I remember we put a rule in that we wasn't gonna have sex (laughs) until the end of the tournament so start the you know after the season going into the tournament no sex the
0: whole tournament so what, that 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 sunday after the saturday or the sunday after I the don't sunday? remember just the last game from going forward now tournament time no sex so even it's right. so after
1: that last game so yeah, yeah. you had to get after, it in yeah. okay. before got, before the last yeah oh, okay um which which was Funny story in itself because you know now we're starting to ask questions when you mean by sex do you mean with the of the race You start, you know college kids you know yeah. can we jack off Wow, can we get a little yeah like we, we're trying to figure you know you just gotta just you know you're just messing with you know we're just messing with Lauren Woods but you know <laughs> like you put all these rules in bro you probably don't have a girlfriend that's why it's easier for you yeah. no but we were we were it was just machine-like and when you're when you're setting yourself for a goal, you're not really enjoying the process. So, you know, I can't tell you who we played in the first round and all we just we, we were looking we were looking at that championship game and we were just we were just machine like training, working, training, working, yeah. playing, training, working, playing. So there was
0: really no there's really no no memories of did we have fun or not. Two questions for you. What's the best part about the NCAA tournament? And what's the worst part? Best part first. I mean, I mean,
1: the, 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 the best part would be, you know, competing against, you know, teams, you know, in, a, in, in other conferences, um, playing in big arenas, you know, of that that don't know you. Um, traveling (laughs) you know it's it's you know especially for you know high school kids some kids you know this is the first time they've been on a plane when they get to college and to get the college uh, so just traveling the whole it's just the whole part of it you know you
0: feel like you're actually a rock star i don't know how it was for y'all but we did mostly uh commercial flights like Mm -hmm. we never chartered a plane so we were flying southwest alaskan you know we we never did southwest but yeah we we had to go southwest to tucson whenever we had to pull up over there or southwest to phoenix but we had hey, the seven you, footers in the exit row, raws, crunched and UCLA, the University of California, at Los Angeles. This was back in the day, though. I think things have changed, allegedly. So they're moving a little different now. All but we all of the alumni money y'all had. I don't know where it was going. Okay, all right. It was going yeah. to Southwest tickets. <laughs> we weren't even A group was the worst part. It was like B and C group, like, you know what I mean? Try to struggle to get the overhead yeah. in there and yeah. all that good stuff. But the coolest part about the tournament was that we chartered, but that was like, you know, you chartered all the flights. Cause back in those days, this was before they did like the regional seating. So now mm-hmm. they try to keep teams closer to home. They were sending our ass to Greensboro, North Carolina, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Like, we were going to Philly. We were going to all these spots. But we had the nice Delta Charter. Everybody had their own row. Yeah, so, see, I, don't, I don't remember. See, y'all wasn't that good to have you know, locked
1: in mental focus to I be focused that. on a big goal. You also you all you probably have
0: great college memories. Like we was good enough to beat you off, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> that, nice, <laughs> that nice day, Dan Gazzura came back from the ankle injury, okay. which was another crazy story. They tried to take me off a red shirt with like eight games ago. in the season. i was season. Oh, I'm just yeah. like, no, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm chilling. Like, I'm good. So what's the worst part about that whole tournament experience? For me, it was, you know, not
1: not um, not getting a goal. You know, losing. That's the only memory you know, that's the only memory I have of college is losing that um that that final game. Oh, I mean, you know, getting hurt um against Michigan State, which um I wish I had tore It all then. Didn't yeah. <laughs> know about tore It all until I got to the NBA. But you know, that would have helped, um, you know, in that championship game, you know, soft tear in the um in the chess area. But I mean, it just couldn't sleep, (laughs) it was just just horrible, It it was just one of those first, it wasn't my first real injury, but an injury where I couldn't offset it. You know, yeah. like when I broke my my um when I broke my right hand. Yeah. You know, I cut the cast off and played with left and and had fifty. When'd you do that? Like going into my senior year uh, of high school. Mhm. So you had a, a broken hand in high school? Yeah, I broke it right before I broke it at Venice Beach right after Kobe did his. Okay. Damn. And you yeah. played the whole season with the J. Gen- no, no, no. It, it, it ended up healing. Honestly, you know? okay. it's so still swollen. Okay. <laughs> but um but that that part right there is like you know every everything you do every. Like you try to reach, like,
0: ah! Yeah. yeah, so it was. So Richard Jefferson told a, a cryptic story about what you were doing. The night before the game, he, he wouldn't really allude to it, but he said it, it was partly responsible for y'all taking the L. Yeah. Is he, is he full of shit or no? He was true? full of shit
1: because he knew I couldn't answer. Like, cause cause I'm wild. It was it was to be honest, it was the perfect thing to say because you're expecting the worst. Oh, he you know he had a party, he had all yeah. this. So if I say yo, I was hurt and couldn't sleep, everybody's like all oh, nice, no, capping because. Yeah. He wouldn't have said it if it was great, but no, I I was I was hurting so bad, you know, couldn't sleep, couldn't do none of none of it. So if I can't sleep, my roommate can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no. Who's your roommate? Jason Garner. Okay. I ain't no sleep,
0: no. <laughs> so you up too? <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm doing all of that. Yeah. Like I can't sleep. <laughs> yeah. Back in the old days, you got to share the room and yeah, all that. Yeah, like I'm, you know how you try to roll over. All of that was just painful. It was, it was the worst experience. So you said that whole experience was, was a blur for you. But do you remember anything in particular about that Final Four experience? And for those of us who never got the opportunity to play in a Final Final Four, what is that moment like for you as a college basketball player to reach the pinnacle? I mean, it's just it's it's it's, it's you and three other teams, right? It's
1: it's it's. You know, you're one game away from the big stage, uh, two games for being champs if you win them both. So you know the importance of you know of something like that. It's like you know, it's like it's like a game seven in a game seven. Yeah. And you know, playing against Michigan State in the fourth quarter, you can I mean in, the, in in the final four, you can see how serious we were. You know, we smacked we smacked them, the number one seed, by a dub. <laughs> it wasn't even close but that was where our, our mental focus was our hardest game was probably Illinois if right. I can remember um and they gave us they you know they, they had our number you know during the season I think we played them in. I don't know if it was Maui I don't know if it was the Maui guys but we played them and they beat us so you know going into that uh, Illinois that the Illinois I think that was the uh, Elite Eight and that, yeah, that, was, that was our closest game yeah. and um you know final four you know when we got to michigan state that was easy and you know uh, maryland and duke and i remember we was in the we was watching the maryland duke game and maryland maryland was up like like 15 20 at the half as soon as that second half started, the way that whistle was blowing, we left. Coach was like, we're going to be playing Duke. <laughs> and they were still up. They were still up about 15 when coach said this. We were like, we'll be playing Duke and just bounced out.
0: So when he, when he said it, you feel like Duke gets a, a favorable whistle in those situations? Nah, I, listen, I did not know. I'm, I'm trying to get home anyway. My shit hurt. Because <laughs> you know it's right after the game, so am I, am I, am I, I'm hurting. For sure. <laughs> and what was, leading up to that Final Four, what was life like for y'all on campus? You have the no-sex rule. Did it become more difficult? Cause the campus is turned up, everybody jocking y'all and all that good stuff. I don't know, I didn't go to campus. Wait, wait hold on. Wait, wait, wait. You assumed I went to class. Yeah, I heard stories
1: about you in class. Uh, no, that was like summer school stuff. Okay. So one like so. yeah, it turned, yeah. okay. That was turned on like that. i was like the first lad. I just I'm trying to see where the honey's at. Do we got any honeys in here? And then it was like, ah, I'm out of here. Okay. But no, I didn't go to class. I wasn't really on campus. I was in the gym. The gyms on campus though, right? And then they have, um, we had, uh, what was it? The McHale Center, not the McHale Center, but there was like the uh, student, the student, the,
0: okay. what is that called? The, I don't know, we have, ours is called the Wind Center, but I know what you're talking about. Like that. Is that where y'all played? So we would play games there, we play games at Poly, we also had the men's gym. Oh yeah, damn. Yeah, so this is like off, this is off, across the street, but it was like where the the students all worked out.
1: Yeah, the students worked out. So, you know, I used to go there, play and train. So I didn't really go on campus, so I wouldn't really (laughs) see what the hoopla was about. Come on, man. Do it look like I was a dude who spent his time in class? What I'm trying to be. Just you seem to,
0: studious. you know no. Intelligent, no, no.
1: But I'm talking about we got the tournament going
0: on. So you no, know, no, Earth, Earth, Earth. everything's off. And as much as you can say, I don't sex, off off, <laughs> sex off, schools off. sex off, schools off. It seemed at those times, teachers would be rolling a little bit and be very understanding of what you had going on because they knew that you know basketball helped keep the lights on like football, so they're supportive. I mean I, I did have a 0.2, so I don't know how supportive they were I was <laughs> just trying to trap Arizona <laughs> trying to get know. Arizona investigated but it's all good. You didn't, you didn't take I the bait. You didn't had take a the bait. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know who gave me the two. Hey,
0: I, had a, I had something like a 0.3 my my very first uh quarter just because somebody gave me some bad info. Like yo, <laughs> if you don't take the final you can uh, you can get a retro drop or whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool did not work out. Yeah. Coaches were were hot, to say the least. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about what led to you going to Arizona, just your recruiting process and all that good stuff. So what was that recruiting process like for you and why did you end up picking U of A over the other schools that were pursuing you? Um, You know, it was actually, it was pretty slow. Um, You know, local
1: Northridge was, was Bobby Brown at that point. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, Yeah. So I'm getting recruited by them. I mean, they're at, you know, every game They're You know that's that's where i'm going that's you know it's you know it's big school to me big school local um i didn't have i I had the experience but i didn't really have the experience of what aau really meant um I, i i found more value in playing in adult leagues okay right so i'm playing in adult leagues and i go play this aau game and then i got like 45 50 it's boring. Alright, so I wanna play against these adults. Back then we had a a a, a team called Crush Groove. Like, like <laughs> they were called Crush Groove and it was like everyone It's like it, I swear to God, you would have thought it was a prison league team. All everybody yoked, like everybody the whole damn team. Like some of the guys played, um like a guy named Nate, he played at uh, UC uh, USC. Okay. So it was like, you know, um filled with you know, very high-level high school players who didn't make it, some players that went overseas, so it was an adult league. They just used to smack on everybody. So, you know, um, I used to play against them, and I just wanted to be good enough to get that jersey. So that was was my first NBA jersey to me. Okay. Playing on Crush Groove, just, yes. Where's the league at? Huh? Where'd y'all play at? They didn't play around, okay. you know Valley College, okay. you know Balboa, you okay. know uh, Valley Plaza. So when I got that jersey, I never took it off. It was okay. just that was it. Okay. <laughs> um, so I didn't really play in the AAU circuit like that. So you know a lot of people didn't know who I was. Only when I like went to like the Watt games and then yeah. you know, destroy that and then now you don't see me anymore. Okay. Um, back then, you know there was no way to reach people, so you had to know exactly what school I went to, and no one knew nothing about Grant. So, so um, Northridge was the school that was recruiting me, and then after Crenshaw, after we played you guys, that's when you know, like, oh man, this. And then you know, I started getting more, you know,
0: USC Mike Bibby throwing a hundred. Bro, Mike <laughs> Bibby or uh, Henry Bibby? Henry, 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 Henry Bibby. Mike Bibby's dad at USC. Because those are some of the first letters I got. But it'd be like eight letters a day, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, all right, you're too thirsty, dog. Yeah, yeah. I love <laughs> you, you. You got the UCLA bloodline, but it's like shit. <laughs> You would think that like that was
1: like that was something but you get to the point where I think they do this to everyone. Yeah. Right? Right? It's not it's not I think they just do this to everyone. It's like eight letters in a day. Yeah, the first yeah. time like, oh I got the
0: NC letter, but then it's like damn, eight letters in a day, yeah, Chief. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. I know you didn't write these. The handwriting's too nice. Yeah, yeah. I know I know somebody with impeccable handwriting wrote these. So that and then what happened was the guy who was recruiting me, um,
1: from Northridge said, oh, I'm getting a big, I'm getting a, um, I'm getting a job at Kansas State. I'm gonna be the assistant at Kansas. You're gonna be my guy. Okay. So I'm like, Kansas State, I want this, it's like Kansas, so it's the same thing, just a state. <laughs> <laughs> so it's in Kansas. So I'm like, all right, cool. And then sure enough, as soon as he, he he got there, got that Kansas State letter. I'm going to Kansas State. <laughs> and then um, DePaul came. The Paul came in, and then, like out of the blue uh Arizona came in um it was like uh you know we wanna we wanna come come visit, like, oh okay, but I don't know I don't know what they looking for yeah. <laughs> um they came, Dolson, you know had that big championship ring. He reign. wants to pull it up on you? Yeah. I he came to San Fernando Yes, yeah, San okay. Fernando, white hair and everything. And then, you know, when he put his hand, <laughs> put his hand on the glass, and I looked at my dad like, oh, I think he, did he break it? Like, yeah. you know, it's was like, boom, like, ooh. Um, and then the first thing that really came out of his mouth was so truthful, it actually made me pay attention. He said, um, i would never seen you play. Um, I had to watch the highlights coming here on the plane, and um, you're actually the type of player, you know. We're we're, we're looking at you're our third option, um, you know. Uh, Coach Rodney Tension loves you. <laughs> he thinks you're the number one option. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've you know just seen you, you know, the hour, two hours it took to get here. That's when, and you know, I got to look at you know, you know who you are. Um, I'm I'm actually interested. I forgot how that went, but something happened. You know, we, you know, cool, cool. They left. And then it was like the season was starting up. And then they got to see me play. And I remember the first time he came, he's in the crowd. You can just see it because it's all white hair. He and came then, to Grand High? No, he went to, we played Canoga. Ooh, damn, see him.
0: He, he the came can- all the way to Canoga. We played, for played the can- uh, Canoga. That's, that's real love right there. Yeah,
1: and um, I played horrible. Well, it was a horrible
0: 29, Yeah. because I missed 20 free throws. You took 20 free th- you, you took more than 20 free throws in that game and missed 20. I, I was, the f- listen, I was faster and stronger than everybody. Was it the janky rims at Canoga High?
1: I don't know, just probably the nerves. Okay. You know, um, it was probably the, just the nerves of them. And I just, um, and I remember after the game, I'm just sitting there like, oh my God, I blew it. I blew it. I really blew it. Like, who misses 20 free throws? Like, you know, I'm just sitting there, and I'm running a I was just, listen, just come to the next game. I, I swear I have 50. I swear I have 50. I'm, I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to go work on my free throw. He's like, don't worry, you're fine. <laughs> you yeah. Just don't worry, you're fine. Uh, next game,
0: 55, 50, yeah. 53. And I'm like,
1: did, you, did he see it? Did he see the game?
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> That was the thing back in those days. The daily news, they, they always came through with the great high school yeah. stats. Like, yeah. you know, so <laughs> You know, everybody grabbed the paper and I might have dropped the 30 piece and I look in and I'm like, motherfucker Gil dropped 50. <laughs> so <you laughs> know, I am feeling sweet, like, oh, I know yeah, I got yeah. it tonight. Like, oh, Gil, Gil had another 50 piece. And then um, I remember it was like, I got a call and I said, um, listen,
1: um, at this point it's you three, but now it's whoever decides first. Okay. So I wasn't, because I wasn't their first option, I was a third, so I'm still behind you know at that time it was uh kevin um i wanted to say kevin gates yeah
0: (laughs) Kevin Gaines? The ones you missed Okay. So Jamal Crawford. So it Kevin Gaines. I had to think about it for a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he started down in LA. I think he moved to like Vegas, Vegas or Vegas. Yeah, Vegas, yeah, he was a strong kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, started big. at Rachel Park. Yeah, like, he was a big, big bodyguard. Yeah, so you had
1: him and then you had Jimmy Hayward. Okay. Right? So, you know, those were the you know, um, the other the, the two that was in front of me. And then so he, they were just coming to see me, they wasn't really saying, Okay, yeah, then I get the call and said, Hey, you three, whoever decides first. So I'm like, whoever, des- whoever decides first? And he was like, yeah, you know, um, we want you to come on a visit. Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah. So I end up um, well, I was supposed to go. I already had plane with DePaul, so I was going to go to DePaul. Okay. And then I was going to go like a, a two weeks or whatever. And um, Pat Kennedy, I guess his mother died. So he had to re okay. uh, reschedule, so when Damn. he gave me the reschedule, I called him and said, "Hey, um can I come now you know you
0: know this week?" And I was like, yeah, sure, went there, had a blast, he got game level like what was that what was the recruiting trip like or was it me i
1: i got, I, I got a I got recruited like I was the third option <laughs> 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 i was not not by the school, by I had Richard Jefferson and
0: um uh luke walton as my they were your hosts they were my hosts so they just took that 60 bucks and ran they, like, yes they
1: never I, I didn't leave i didn't leave they, like soon as richard said wait we're recruiting you oh my god <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> because i i played in every all-star game with him okay but no one ever knew how i made the team yeah so i was that guy that I played early in the morning, like first game or the last game. So really none of the talent actually seemed, but I was damn near leading the camp and scoring every year. Okay. Oh like <laughs> you know, like just, yeah, I was is. like, so it was like, if it was top 15, I was number 15. Okay. If it was top 20, I was number 20. If it was top 10, I was 10. Yeah. Right? So I was the last guy who made everything. So I never really played in there. I was just always on a team. Okay. Right? So we seen each other, we just never seen each other. Like play. I seen him play, he never really seen him okay. play.
0: He was dry hating a little bit.
1: Yeah, so he was like, oh, he was like, what, what other team are you gonna draw? I was like, oh I got Northridge. Like He was like, Northridge? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got Northridge, I got Kansas State, I got DePaul. And then us, and was like, wait, you have Northridge, Kansas State, DePaul in Arizona, and you're trying to figure out what school you're going to go to? Okay. Right? It was like, I'm like, uh, uh, surprised to process. <laughs> and um, we went, we had a game, it was a game and I played in some game and it was like uh, Michael Dickerson out there, Ruben Allerm. I don't know how that happened, but Michael Dickerson was out there and I remember telling Michael Dickerson, man, he's nice, man. You're nice. You should, you should try for the basketball team. Because <laughs> he was, was, young, man. He just thought he was a football player, right? <laughs> and then when he said the name, I was like, oh, damn, damn, he's bigger. In TV, and then um, when I got back home, I had such a great time. I mean, I just had such just a great time. And then I just, you know, I I seen the fear in you know another another player's eyes that I can (laughs) come in here and take that spot. But um, I told my dad, I was like, uh, I want to go to Arizona, and then he hit me with the, do you know who they're recruiting? He said they got Jason Garner. I was like, who is that? He's like, oh, he's ranked number one and two. He's number one or two point guard in the country behind another kid named Jason Williams. Okay, that's what's up. And then he was like, and then they have um, a juco player who's coming in, his name, um, Lamont Frazier. That was uh, like, Dorsey. Uh, yeah, Dorsey, Lamont. And then I was like, okay. Then he was like, and then uh, Luke come coming. I was like, okay, who's that? He was like, he's Mr. Indiana. And I was like, I oh, said, so they said they're gonna register me anyway. So what's it matter? I can learn, I can learn the process. And, and that, that was the thing Like if you come here, we're going to register you because you're young. Yeah. We have this loaded squad, like cool. And I told my dad, so I went to school and then had a, um, like one of those things where Kansas State or Arizona,
0: no one knew who Kansas State was. So it was yeah. it was it was the easy Arizona thing. Yeah. So I said Arizona. So you came in, you're probably the most unheralded recruit. But those of us in San Fernando Valley knew what you were about. We was rocking with you. Except for my dad, he was kind of confused uh, until he got to really see you in, in real life. But so you, you come to Arizona, you're the most unheralded recruit on that squad, you think you're going red shirt. At what point were you like, oh, I, I, I'm going to take somebody's spot? Jordan Camp. Okay. So after, after our senior year, you know, we go to Jordan Camp. So Santa jo- Barbara? Yep. Okay. So Jordan Camp has
1: all the high level elite. So um, not George, what was George Robinson? Ooh. What's uh, George Ravelin's son's name? I don't even remember. Um, I know Uh, George Ravelin. Yeah, yeah, his son got me there. Uh, Oh, Thad, or you know Thad and uh, Dart. Okay. They got me to invite Thad McGrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who who got me to uh, invite to go to Jordan Camp. So you know, I got there. Reuben Douglas, all those guys are there. So. because I was, you know, one of the youngest nobody really knew. And MJ himself always picked damn near probably the weakest group so he can be MJ. Yeah. So he has, I don't even know why I just said he picked the weakest group, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> he picks guys that doesn't actually want to shoot or don't demand the ball. Okay. So he don't know me, so he picks me. Yeah. He, <laughs> he has Sean. What's it
0: like for you getting picked by MJ though? That, that was amazing. Like,
1: yeah. you know, because there's only six of us. Yeah. So it was me, Sean Lampley, White Mamba, MJ, um, Darius Miles, and uh, Quinn Richardson. Okay. So you see what I mean? Like, yeah. He's not picking anybody who really demands they need the ball. Yeah. So, you know, so what ends up happening is <laughs> so I'm balling. Right. So I'm, you know, I'm I really destroyed the Jordan camp both weeks. And, um, you know, I get when we start talking, when MJ started talking like, yeah, you know, um, you know, what's, th- you know, you're going to Arizona, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, but I'm going to red shirt this year.
0: For who? I was
1: like, well, they got a whole lot of people coming in, you know. And then you have like uh, Ruben. He goes there. He's the shooting guard. And then I heard a call happen to uh, <laughs> MJ made the call. MJ made the call to Lute and said, uh, yeah, your your guard here is destroying your other guard. And then he was like, let me guess, it's Gilbert destroying. He was like, yeah. He was like, there's no way you're gonna be able to redshirt him. It's not even close.
0: Gibbs, I don't think, you know, obviously we've been doing this for a few I know, years now. I, know. I never heard the MJ co-sign. I, 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 I heard y'all mm. was busting MJ's ass and all that good stuff. Never heard the MJ co Yeah. So what is that for you like to have Michael Jordan? Some people call him the GOAT. I'm a LeBron guy, but I'm not going to disrespect people's mm-hmm. own personal opinions he's your goat again for getting cocaine out of the NBA. <laughs> remarkable <laughs> achievement, remarkable achievement in the 80s. You no. know what I mean? I, I mean? That's like getting rid of jerry curls, like, yeah, that yeah, time. Yeah, like yeah. That, that's a struggle. <laughs> but uh, what is that like for you to know that Michael Jordan took time out of his life? Because I assume MJ is just busy all the time. But hey, let me call Lou real quick and let me I, check. Him. It, it didn't. It didn't. I didn't look at it like that. You know, I didn't look at it like,
1: damn, Michael Jordan plugged me, right? Because no matter what he says, I still gotta really, you know, perform. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, I, I don't know if it was like, yo, he's gonna be started or you need to start him. He's giving an update. Like, I, I don't, you're not gonna be able to redshirt him because, you know, it's yeah. one of those. But I guess you know, once I got there, and just that that voice of MJ saying, you're not gonna be able to redshirt him because he's outplaying it when
0: practice starts the focus is really on this matchup now. That's real shit. That reminds me of a a story about MJ and my older brother Chris. So my older brother Chris was a freshman on the 95 UCLA championship team. Jordan was out here shooting Space gym, So they went up to the runs, but Jordan literally picked my brother every day, went up there, Mm -hmm. but literally just took him under his wing and got my brother's game to a whole other level where he probably averaged like two points this freshman year, ended up coming back and averaging like 10 or 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. But by the time he was a senior, led the uh, Pac-10 in scoring, but I think he cussed out Lou, so Lou might have hated. Again, oh. he led the Pac-10 to score and didn't make all, the All-Pac-10 first team. I wow, think. it was it was some super janky shit. Oh, yeah, but him man. and Dickerson used to go out and all that good mm. stuff. So you tell me that like MJ seems like the type of dude. You know, if I'm Lou, he's calling me telling me, yo, I gotta rock with Gil. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna listen to him. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about Coach O a little bit. It seemed like from afar, when you talk about coolest coaches in the Pac-10, him by far and away. Always seemed like cool demeanor, just a good dude. I, I know he just you know a good man, a guy you really want to play for. Not to take anything away from my coaches at UCLA, but when, as you look around the, the conference, I think we had Ernie Kane at that point. He had the box fade, mm-hmm. so respected. But just like <laughs> yo, <laughs> this 2000, Chief, you got to get rid of the box. But <laughs> what's your favorite uh, Lou Dawson story? He was fair. The story is he was like
1: you're talking about championship coach. He's done had every talented guard that you know. When you when you're talking about the most talented guards coming, you know, arguably Arizona was up there at, at a yeah, point. PGU, um, as you guys like to refer to yourself as? <laughs> so when you have you know Jason Garner, when you have all these guys coming in, and he says. All the positions are for grabs. Like, is it a real for grabs or are we just yeah. bullshit here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Is it is it one of these things or you know there's nobody because we have so much talent. He's saying that you guys are so talented. Fight for your position, <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is a real, like you know I had to hit Jason. Is this a, what he said? Is that a real thing? It's like, I, I think so. Oh, that. It was really. I started running five miles. I started getting in shape. I don't even want to play five on five with them dudes no more. Yeah. Like, y'all, this is war, right? Like, I don't even want to, like, show, like, this is chess now. So, what I end up doing is, I'm just chucking threes. When we play, I'm just shooting, I'm just a three point shooter. I'm Clay Thompson. I'm working on my game all hours on two, three. I'm breaking. Listen, they... It was to the point where they had to give me a key because I kept breaking the door. Okay. Like you told me I have a real shot at starting, I'm breaking the door, I'm going in and working out, getting the feel for the rim, learning the dead, like it was, didn't go, to, like class was irrelevant at this point. Your class was in McHale. Like yeah, it was, it was one of those things where he gave me this reachable goal so but when i'm auditioning you know you know how you, like you play before this be like it's like yeah. there's this dead period where you're, you're you can you're around each other but you there's not official yeah so i'm sure. just shooting threes just none i would not go for a layup fast break i, I look like today's nba fast break shoot three didn't dribble like i pre, like i'm doing all that pretending and shit. Right? Yeah. I'm like i'm shooting it they was blocking it i didn't care Soon as, soon as it was official, first play, bop, <laughs> Like, I'm just, it was just, it was just one of those things just, you know, you get used to someone just shooting threes and threes only, yeah. and then practice starts, and he pump, like, think about the pump fakes. So
0: it was a straight rope-a-dope, but like, yeah, yeah okay. just, just rope-a-dope, and just, and just <laughs> got out, just got out, just got out. Okay. So you played with a lot of great dudes during your time in Arizona. Whoa. So... When you talk about great, you mean like great like me?
1: I'm or just like, I'm, great because they're great men.
0: You play with some players during great, great men,
1: I played with some great men that knew who to give the ball to. Like NBA level talent though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So who, who was your favorite player that you played with? My favorite to play with was uh, Jason Gardner. Okay. My roommate. Like, you know, he, he, he helped me get that position because one, he picked
0: me on his team. Okay, <laughs> He had the first pick and he picked me. Uh, Did he pick you because he didn't want to have to guard you or what, what was the rationale behind it? We, wanted, we were roommates. We wouldn't be backcourt based. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. that, that, yeah. that. And then um, um,
1: from there, you know, it was like we were so tight. You know, uh, Lamont Frazier. Um, you know, because he was that third. You know, he was with me. Was that that the, yeah. that that uh, that third guard? He ended up, you know, getting hurt. So he had the red shirt, which they didn't actually give it
0: to him. He lost a year. Okay. Um, I remember we played. You got kicked out the game. I don't know if you were there for that point. It might have been the year after you yeah, left. Yeah, the year after left. And then we had. You um,
1: know, I, mean, I mean, the closest, closest to after that would have been. Uh, luke walton and um richard jefferson okay but that was usually because of jason Gardner. okay you know he partied with him not me so okay. all right. um, <laughs> but you know just playing you know playing with them. all the guys were were were, were great okay. you know um what was their michael wright He was
0: quiet. He was a quiet guy. He didn't really... But he was was a a hooper.
1: No, Michael Wright was a hooper. Beast. Um, Very great college guy. Uh, I can't even say he was just a great college guy. I just think he got drafted to the wrong team. Okay. Um, You know, at that time, he got drafted to the New York Knicks. He was undersized four, and they had all undersized fours. So,
0: you know, that's (laughs) it. It's funny. When you talk about basketball, people nowadays like to throw the term casual, but I feel like they do a lot of looking at pro basketball reference to these sites where they see guys the NBA numbers. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't always translate. Yeah, Mm because I think a guy like Saleem. I remember talking to Dave Fisdale about Saleem when I think Dave was with the Hawks with Mike Woodson. He's like, yo, Saleem's great. But him and Mike Woodson don't see eye to eye. So that's why he's not playing. A, yeah, that's the fair, fair. fair. The guys can be out of the league in, yeah. in, a, in a heartbeat. But Michael Wright to me was a guy that was just a beast on the court. Like you said, an undersized four, but maybe in a different situation, his career pans out differently. But
1: yeah, yeah. Any any other team besides the team that has three, four small four men? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think like Othello Harrington was still there. Like all those guys were just.
0: <laughs> you know, you go. Team. You're a young guy going to a venture team that has your, your position. Yeah. But I think a lot of people don't realize, that, oh, man, he was trash or he was a bust or he was mid or whatever they'll saying. it's like, dude, a lot of that yeah. shit, coaching philosophy, seeing eye to eye with the coach. But even yeah. you with Lute at Arizona, which is wild to me. Because traditionally, like if I got these McDonald's guys coming in then I got you, Gil, well, I'm not going to let you play over these dudes because now it makes me look bad. Like I don't know what I'm doing. Just for the fans out there, when we talk about coaching, a great coach
1: is not a great coach for everybody. Yeah. Right. They're a great coach for maybe a system, not individual type of talent. So um, we can show you how like somebody like Westbrook can average a triple-double every year, and then he goes to another coach and he looks like his whole game has left him, right? Steve Francis under Rudy T looked like God. They called him the franchise. His nickname, the franchise, that's like, you right he's you know every, he's on every highlight reel he's a he, he's a bona fide star rudy steps down they bring in jeff van gundy <laughs> jeff van gundy is a high level coach but not for that type of player He'd never seen that type of player. He's never coached that type of player. So what he decides to do is make him a role player. Career went down. Never bounced, he never bounced out of it, right? He he went from 21 and six, 21 and six to Fifteen and six or sixteen and six. So he took less shots, didn't gain more assists. It doesn't work like that. You would think 16 he average. No, same assists. Right? Just took five points out of his what's it? He gets traded Orlando. Back to the top. Twenty-one again. So you can see how just one coach who don't know your game or don't like your game can change everything about you. Yeah. Right? And and that that
0: happens. believe me i dealt with it on a a much smaller scale but Mm -hmm. coaching changes i already know my shit's cooked i'm gonna go ahead and just get this degree and figure (laughs) out so you you played nba playoff you played in in march madness in your opinion who has a better postseason ncaa or nba like ask for what that's what i want to get into because for me nba playoffs it is what it is it breaks down how, you know traditionally before adam silver came in with the plan but first he's playing the ac2-7 mm. where college to me everybody at home is great for the pools and all that good shit. but these matchups we always talk about the the five versus 12c's right and the 12s upsetting the fives like well mm. how many times are y'all gonna fuck this up because in theory the way you're seeding this it should pan out like that but these are these are winner go home games so a lot of times those 12c's aren't really 12c's Twelve seeds are are much better Mm seeds, but we put them at twelve because we want to create that mystique of an upset. I don't even know if it's a mystique. Uh, They, they. they, I I think what ends up
1: happening is they go off the strength of schedule. Yeah. Which means nothing. That's even a myth for college basketball. It's a a myth. It's a. You, you don't know. (laughs) You just don't know. So you can be. You can be really. You, you got this team that's you know twenty and ten. This team that's you know. 28-2, 28 and two, and it's 2010 is about to the whoop the fuck out of them yeah. because of the style they play. Exactly. You know, and and you we're looking at records and what you
0: got. It's 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 yeah. it's, it's
1: very different. You know.
0: And that's a lot of the thing with, that irked me about colleges. Like some college coaches will duck smoke just to get to that Good. 25 26 win threshold mm-hmm. so on paper team looks like it's great but the reality is you fucking played nobody mm-hmm. all year and now you're gonna get these teams who have and maybe like you said they might be even like a 19 and 13 team or whatever it is but they played and they played those 13 losses very well mm-hmm. and now they come in and just bust that ass because it doesn't really mean anything and so. it's one game so i think from a, i'd ask you first from a viewing experience view a viewing experience you would
1: say you would say college, okay? Because it's elimination. Um, now, if the NBA was elimination, you have a whole different you have a whole different problem because one game, meaning I just got to be perfect in one game, it'd be all over the place too. Yeah, for sure. People <laughs> come in knowing that as opposed yeah. to I yeah. got to because the Because now all I'm, you know, I put all my eggs in one basket, so I'm really gonna. No one subbing out. Fuck all that like if i'm an eighth seed and i'm playing the number one seed there's no subs five six man rotation at best we might we're going to grind it out we're going to try to figure out how to pull this win because it's one game all i need to win is one game so when when you have that situation in college you know that college team that's ranked high they have to play great
0: every round the other team, they just got to play great once to knock that off. So, like I said, NCAA tournament is based on a lot of luck, seedings, all that good stuff. It's a lot of luck that goes mm-hmm. into it mm-hmm. in terms of seedings. Like, the best team doesn't always win. No. Nah. So, would you like to see the NCAA adopt like a three-game series for the championship? Like, look, you make it all the way to the championship game; these two teams, they got to play each other three times. I think it should be. I think it should be for that. It should be uh, three three games. Yeah. It, I mean, it's fair. It's it's
1: you like you're trying to push out the best, you know, outcome um, if the other team is that dominant then they should be able to and you know, it'll for, generate more money, yeah. right? And generate more money. Just say that. It? You know, <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's one of those things where you you're trying to, you know, you're trying to really like in heighten the the game itself. So, you know, three games for the championship. Um, would be a whole different ball game
0: i think it'd be fun like you said more bread break that let that bread trickle down to the players it gives fans obviously doesn't really align with the saturday monday schedule that they do for the championship game but if you went monday tuesday wednesday in a three-game series or Uh, save it for the uh, next you know yeah i mean you can do you know if when does it start friday wednesday so the, the championship final four is saturday monday usually yeah so saturday monday wednesday
1: i mean are we really caring about i mean it's school on monday right but uh, yeah so then then tuesday and wednesday shouldn't give a, <laughs> a right <laughs> <Yeah>. we <We'll> play <laughs> those 3 like, go
0: three days in a row you do
1: it with the conference not even not even three days in a row i mean you might want to give them a rest in between but okay. you know you're talking about a monday wednesday type of type of deal yeah that's i mean that's
0: so i gotta ask you now College landscape has changed significantly with the NIL deals coming, and we've seen some ridiculous bags getting spread around to the top-level players. In basketball or just football? Basketball, football. Who's in basketball got great ones? People getting bags. Ever seen any numbers? They're breaking backs. Jeez. I'm not in people's pockets. Obviously, football is more marquee headline, but I think uh, LSU, gym if somebody's making the most bread mm-hmm. off these deals, you got a, a woman who plays at Oregon who's making a ton of bread off the TikTok. I know. I mean, I know of what? Like TikTok and getting all those, those marketing deals going. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time to be a college athlete is all Tick, I'm saying. Is it Yeah. TikTok? Bread. You can make bread off TikTok. No, no, what I'm saying you don't need an NIL deal to make bread off of TikTok. But you need to be able to get brands to, to give you bread for okay. those things. Back in the day, NCAA was not, they were literally pulling dudes' YouTube accounts down. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, right you know what I'm thing, saying? So I'm just saying. saying. So you, you, you set it up by leveraging the TikTok to not have the brands come in and, and break the bread. But if you were a top recruit in this era, would you get an NIL bag and go to college or go to the G League or overtime Elite? I'm a top recruit. You're a top I mean, recruit. most likely I'm guaranteed top five. So I'm Arizona. I say, Gil, I got 500,000 for you to come play at Arizona for a year. Or I'm, I'm the G League or Overtime Elite and I say, I got this 150, 200 for you to come do it for a year. I'm not going to the Overtime Elite for 150. I got 500,000 on the big program. So let's say 150 and 150.
1: And it's Overtime Elite and G League. Oh, two. G League 2? G League or overtime league? If everything is across the board, 150, 150, 150, yeah. top five pick, top five pick, top five pick, right? So I don't lose nothing. So we're yeah. going to make everything fair? Yep. Then I'm going to go to uh, the G League. Okay. And why would you do that? Because um, when you take all three... Platforms. I mean, I, it would be just. It would be G League overtime, Then college would be really last for me because in college, I'm I'm in a college schedule. I'm in I'm in school. I'm in class. Hypothetically. 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 Um, but I'm in a college system. Well, well, with the the G League, I'm around NBA everything. I'm around grown men. I'm a, so I I'm gonna for that six months before the draft. I'm. Learning the NBA style, how to train, doctors, lift, travel, so I'll have a faster experience um, versus going to college and I'm on campus and I can't get to the gym because they're in class. and You know what I mean? It's, it's just one of those things where I'm handicapped with uh, information. So if I'm going to give myself the better chance, so if I take 19, I'm 19 here, 19 here, 19 here, when they're done with those six months, and you say, all right, y'all face each other again, the, pro, the better player is supposed to be the guy who's in the G League.
0: When you look at you know, 18, 19-year-olds from a maturity standpoint, are these guys ready to go to that situation? It seems like college has a lot more structure just in terms of you got coaches on your ass, you got everybody's trying to monitor you to an extent and make sure you stick to a routine, to a schedule, prepare you to be an adult, versus now getting thrust into that adult fire where you're playing in the G League, you're playing with a lot of grown-ass men who really don't necessarily have a vested interest to want to help you succeed, right? Because you might be cutting into their bag. Mm-hmm. So is it, does that factor in at all in the decision-making process? No, I mean, in hindsight, what you said will be correct, but in reality, it's
1: not. In reality, the worst situation will be college um for maturity yeah uh, in the nba it's grown men right so um i'm around fathers and husbands you know there's still you know some husbands that's in the g league unfortunately um but you you know you have there it's more of a a, an adult versus college or versus high school high school you know you're at home with your parents still so yeah you know that 150 You're not. It ain't really coming to you, right? That one fifty is not really yours.
0: (laughs) You better emancipate yourself. That's what I'm saying. But
1: that one fifty is not yours, so you really don't have access. You're still a. You're still a, a son. Yeah. Right. Well, college, where you're supposed to mature at, is actually not going to happen because now you have money away from your parents in a whole college experience, which means all these kids that got away from their parents, they get to party and get drunk for the first time. So you have all the the frat house parties, the sorority girl things, everyone's trying to drink, illegal drinking. I'm pretty sure it's the biggest illegal drinking place on earth, Yeah, it's college. And now you have a lot of money in your hand, Yeah, (laughs) right? You have a lot of money in your hand, so there's no cake orders you can go there and get some um, Louis the 13. you can really do this shit up now yeah. so you you you're, you're exposed more to dumb shit yeah um, it, that's the reality hindsight you know you go to college you're not, no, no no whoa, give me 150,000 in, co- in college yeah you give Luke Walton Jason Garner Richard Jefferson 150,000 while we were in college Kegs, kegs, like listen, listen, NBA, you're going to the club. Yeah. College, your house is the club. Yeah. So imagine I got 150,000 from NIL deals and I get to throw house parties. Turnt up. Turnt.
0: New level. Turn. When you it like that, it makes it a lot more. <laughs> you're in the G League. You got those older vets or whatever going on doing those things. You can't go to that club. Yeah. You're not, you're not You can try, left. but you're mm. going to put yourself in a position where they wanna, you, they're going to stop you, down on that shit real yeah, quick. Yeah, you, you're young. Yeah. Where college, yeah, they ain't checking no IDs. Yeah, there's not checking no IDs. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm come saying. Come on so through, Gil. That's what I'm saying. It, becomes the, it becomes the worst environment for you with an NIL deal. Okay. So let's just say hypothetically you, you did go to college or you got to give advice to a top high school recruiter, their parents, about to look, to, to look for in a college program, what would you tell them? One, all,
1: all the parents that are um, that, uh, committing to colleges, ninth grade, 10th grade, you're stupid. Right? I'm sorry. I know you want to, you know, <laughs> I know you want to tag. Or you're just dumb. The reason it's dumb is because you don't know what's going to develop in someone's game in the junior senior year right so i have a point guard for my future which means nothing because if you were a a, a sophomore and you signed and by the time you were a senior and they picked another senior guard that became bigger but you you're stuck you're gonna have to transfer um that coach might not be there and now you're you're stuck into a situation that you don't. He didn't recruit you. He's gonna recruit the players he likes. Um, now you got the the what's the name portal, right? Yeah. Well, you put your your, your name in the portal. You got to remember you've been off the board for two years, so no one's paid attention to you for two years. You ain't been recruited for two years because you've already committed. So you've been off the board. So nobody's paid attention to you. Now you in a transfer like it's it it yeah. becomes a thing where wait to. You're the end of your junior year, probably in your junior or in your senior year because what happens is you get to actually see the board. You actually get to see who's there, right? If I'm a point guard, okay, and this school is recruiting me, what, what year is the point guard in front of me? Is he a freshman this year while I'm a senior? No, thank you, unless I know he sucks and I can just go in there and <laughs> whoop his ass. Other than that, eh, yeah. right? You know, is it a senior? So, when I'm coming in, he's leaving. What kind of system are they running? Forget the names, the names are good, but what kind of system are they running? Like, if I'm girls basketball, you know, girls basketball, right, if I'm a high level player and I'm a scoring player, I can look at UConn, right, the big school. I'm gonna look at their, you know, what they're averaging and say, huh, they run a slow system. Right. So we're all fighting here, you know, so, you know, the best player in the team is going to be at somewhere about 13 to 16. Or well, I can go to a high level, a fast program that's top four or five in scoring. They're pushing out 70, 80 points. The number one options averaging 30, number two options averaging 24, the third options averaging 19. Right? <laughs> you know, what I mean? all three players are eating. Meaning all three players are, you know, they 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 have a chance to make it to the next level. Right? You're trying to in heighten your chance to make it to the next level. So you're going to pick teams. You're going to pick schools that that has your style in your game. If not, you're going to have to adjust. To that coach's style. Yeah. Every coach is not a player's coach. Some coaches, their ego of winning is is bigger than
0: their you know, coach's coach. Right? Yeah, their, their, their team success. I'm trying to keep my job. I'm trying to keep my, yes, at the end of the I'm not trying to say you to the league. And I'm get trying fired. to keep my job. Yeah. I'm trying to keep your ass here for you. i you killing right now. I need this for three more three years. years. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to get an extension off of it. And that's what I think a lot of guys don't realize when they come in. And in some coaches that seem like I think of somebody like Damon Stoudemire who just mm-hmm. got the Georgia Tech job. Mm-hmm. Damon coming from an NBA background, playing in the league, seemed like more interested. All right, if I got guys, I know I can get to that next level. I'm going to really try to highlight their talents to get them there. Some guys are more just seasoned college coaches. Like I'm just trying to get that next extension. I need 25 wins in my extension. OK, so, you know, um, since you used
1: that school, we're going to start off by saying um, Georgia Tech, eat shit for firing Josh Pastor, Arizona alumni. Best coach, best player coach ever. Okay. And, and then congratulations for hiring Damon Sotomayor who's also Arizona Legend. Okay. You know, it's You it. know, what I mean? good that, you know it's one of those things where how dare you then next day, ah, okay, okay, all right, cool. Um But yeah, you know, somebody like Damon who's a players coach who was a scoring coach, and I mean a scoring player, you know, so guards, if you're a scoring guard, that's the type of coach you want to play for because that was his style of play, you know, Celine Stoudemire, you're talking about, you know, when you're talking about your game is like Steph Curry's, his was too. You know, coming down, shooting. You know, he averaged 20-something. He called, he his, name, his nickname is Mighty Mouse. So you're talking about a coach that was a shoot-first type of guy, right? So if you're a guard that plays the same way, that's the type of coach you want to play for because whatever offense he's running, will be that style. He's not going to be a, a guy who scored 30, 40 points, and then
0: he has a, a, a big man's offense. It no. sounds stupid. No, no that makes <laughs> sense. All right, we talked a lot about college, but now let's shift it over back to the NBA. You had a very interesting post on your Instagram about <laughs> the John ja Morant situation, you know, calling him a philanthropist for his contributions to local communities. 50,000, 50,000. That was a lot of... <laughs> First off you know I'm not a fan and I think everybody's trying to point the finger at the club owner or as the person who did it we don't know who released the photos yet the club owner you think he did it he uh yeah he, uh, TMZ paid him or the New York Post paid him because my hypothesis is it's a disgruntled stripper who didn't get any of that other 50k no that that actually came from the camera but above. what I'm saying is hit the security room oh, okay John have no dollars for me I'm gonna get it no 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 you you know so like you you know that's
1: I've been to a couple of, two I'm, I've been to a couple of two. Usually with that third option, yeah. if you weren't the one or two. Usually what would happen is a smart club will make the girls share that. So one girl doesn't take 50,000 and quit okay right
0: because you know you i'm not i'm not versed in this this yeah yeah. so so
1: so what you know so what ends up happening is usually you try to make everyone split it especially when you're talking about a large i mean listen that was amazing did you see that like i'm shocked because it's like why didn't i think of that's a lot of ones on the ground dude whole floor cover but he had fun he had fun um but who who wouldn't do it like, when I say who wouldn't, everybody in his status that makes that kind of bread, that's what it looks like. Just We got to see it because the owner, they pro- for him to do that, they probably threw him $100,000, $200,000. Is it worth it though? As a club owner? No. You know why? Because the, the man that you just gave the New York Post a picture of did drop 50000 in your club. I'm pretty sure when you look back through the numbers, that was probably the most money by one individual player and you just outed him in front of the world. You're not going to get that type of love ever again. So that I like for the rest of your business, you might as well think, you know, what you just did to this young individual. He's never going to go in there again. And most all the NBA players that comes because now that club knows type players like that are coming in there. Players know you're just going to out me. You just did it to him. No, thank you. There's going to be a bunch of pennies on the ground now. Private room, Nichols. man. Nichols. I mean, you know what I'm saying this is a private room. He's by himself. And, like, you know, we can sit here and try to, um, like, judge. He's by himself. Not breaking any laws. It's, that's why it was stupid. It's Give it back to the local and, community. And, and, but it's also like anything. It's just a way to just try to smear yeah. a person's name. That's That's really... That, that's all it really was. Like you know, when we talked about it, I, there's no, there's no crime. This is self-inflicted. Embarrassing, yes. Let him deal with the embarrassment. But all the extra stuff that's going on is not. There's no, there's nothing you can do. You can't do anything. But that's why I, I, I went as the PR. I'm PR, I'm Johnny but, Dyer You know, this is the PR. This is what. This is what. You know, what, what was that kid? Uh... Kyle Ritter or whatever? Rin uh Rittenhouse? Rittenhouse. Yeah, Rinhouse. And when when media wrote about him, how did they write? Oh he's a hero, he's a you know, he just squats. Yeah, I can say the
0: same thing. Yeah, he did. See, this is he's the hero. He, and I have <laughs> never seen him drop a triple double, so facts. I'm, I'm gonna be right. But you know, he's gonna be fine. He um like he only got suspended two games. So two games, he's supposed to miss four more, so it'll be four, six four. total.
1: No 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 no. Uh, Let me me show you how this works. See, this is why, this is why. I'm just saying that's what
0: the Grizzlies said. At least he'll be away from the team for a total of six. Okay, so let's just, let's just, let's just, it's me here. Okay. All right. This is your show. So we got two game suspension,
1: four games away from the team, which means he's getting paid these four Uh, games. I'm 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 just talking about missing six games. But the reason that you're having him mix the other four games is this. The Three of those games, the last three, are on the road, right? So you had one home game, and then you got three road games. So you're like, well, with this much much attention, we don't want him on the road, right? No. So the, the, the media can bash him, the fans can bash him. That's not what we're going to do. What we're going to do is we're going to wait till the team comes back home. So he gets all of this Memphis love. Let him receive this Memphis love for the next week and week and a half because their schedule now will be after they get off that road trip they got seven out of eight games in memphis okay so they have four straight games at home then atlanta then games at home and then we're hitting april so you so jar really gets to be in a safe environment where he gets to get his game back the only time you can really talk about him is from the tv side of it which mentally he can't he ain't gonna be able to hear none of that so he really gets to get his mind get his confidence back get his swagger back before he actually goes on the road so the reason the other four games was it is it is because they're on the road and it's like no, just just. So you think he'll back be home. back after once they Golden, get back home? He should
0: be back. Golden State. Okay. Golden State Ooh. at home. So that brings me to my next line of question. You got Dylan Brooks, you got Draymond Green, the beef that the NBA really needed, right? Like it was getting a little boring. Like you know, it, we're making this playoff push, but I'm locked in now. Like you know, I appreciate Dylan Brooks. What he's doing for the league and putting himself out there. But I want to ask you, he's been taking shots at current guys taking shots for former players. I think about Carmelo and Dwight Howard when they asked if the Grizzlies needed some veteran leadership. So does Dylan Brooks have too much dip on his chip right now or do you support his trash talking? Listen, I mean, he's, he's a he's a defensive player, right? He's on the defensive side.
1: He's one of those guys that's that's that does he's like Draymond Green that does the grunt work right he's the grunt work he's the guy that you know he's not necessarily an enforcer but he's one of those guys that that's the toughest side of Memphis which is is great because he knows if he talks shit about you right you're gonna come at him with all your offense, that's what he's challenging. He's trying to tap into being a great defender and a great stopper. So he's taking that challenge of stopping the player's best. Like, you know, Kyrie can't do this. You know, Luca can't do this. So when he matches up, they have it in their minds. that all right, I'm about to go at you. And he really gets to test who he is and, you know, what type of defender he is. And I think this right here is because he's vocal, He starts shutting down people. When you're talking about first team all defense, you know, next year and all, he's going to be up there because we know him now. OK, so it's a PR move. A just, he's a PR movie. Just he's think, benefiting from the. the PR he's, set. he's benefiting from it, but I think because of the right like now, and he's really like, and you can see it's not this aggressive aggressive stuff. Like the, the the funniest, like I seen the temperament when you know him and Jay, Draymond, he scores, and then you know they bump, and then Draymond's doing the whole <laughs> ball in the face. That is like that. That's what makes it all funny because it's like.
0: It's like the, it's like it's like the fight, but not the fight. Well, they're not going to sacrifice it, you already no, said. They're no, They're not giving but, up them game checks. That's what I said. It's, but those are the funny
1: thing when it's like the elbow and you try to pretend that you ain't doing nothing. Yeah. And you're doing that. That is the funniest part about NBA players. Like, we have beef, but we don't really have beef type of, you know, thing. Yeah. And, you know, like, like I want to see them in the playoff. That's going to be an amazing series. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm sure that Just for them, too. The script writers will make that happen. It's just them, too. And it's like, you know, you watch. sometimes you just watch a series just for certain players. Oh, for sure. I think we're locked in. Obviously, we're going to be locked in with the Grizzlies-Warriors series if it happened anyways. But now I think the casual average fan... Who's just not seeing this beef and live for those type of moments? Like it,
1: it reminds me of like Karl Malone and Dennis Rodman back yeah. in the day. Just you know, like when Dennis Rodman would just hump him, slap him on the booty, and just random shit that just has nothing to do with basketball,
0: but it irritated the hell out of Karl yeah. Malone. No, some of, my, some of my favorite viewing experience back in the day were just watching Dennis Rodman on the court and the shit he would yeah. do. Dude, and just, he, just irritated. Yeah, him yeah, and yeah, just irritated. I'm like, what's wrong with this dude? He's just, just, I like it. All right, Gilbert. I appreciate you, and I appreciate everyone else watching as well. This has been another episode of No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. We'll be back with more very soon.